Welcome to the Resilient Rainer, the premier podcast focused on mental performance for equestrians and improved horse show performance. Whether you're a rookie rainer or a seasoned competitor, this show is for riders who want to take their skills to the next level and achieve their full potential in the show ring. I'm Nicole Burnett, and I'm a master mindset coach who's obsessed with helping you achieve all those horse dreams you always thought were impossible. Join me each week to develop a show-ready mindset and gain the competitive edge you need to compete with confidence. Hi there. Welcome back to the Resilient Rainer podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Burnett, and I am so excited for today's episode. Today, We are here at the end of 2023, and we are going to go through a year-end writing reflection. I know I do talk a lot about all of these mental performance coaching ideas, tools, and things like journaling and how important it is and how I really don't believe in failure because you're always either learning, you're either winning, or you're literally getting the lesson that you need to move forward. So there really is no failure ever. And talking about how it's so important to reflect and learn from your experiences and have idea of where you're going. I thought it would be really interesting here as we bring 2023 to a close to show you some of what that can look like in action by going through in detail with you guys a year in review. And I will use myself as the example. And the other really cool thing is that in order to give back to all of you guys, to all of you wonderful listeners, is that I put together all of this, this entire process as a worksheet and a guide for you. So you can get this for free I'm going to put the link in the show notes for this episode, and you're also going to be able to get it if you head over to my website, NicoleBurnettCoaching.com. So again, check the show notes. I'm going to have the link in there because I want to give back as a holiday gift to you so that you can see me go through this process with myself and my horse. And you can see how it works. And then you can come and grab this whole guide, this whole worksheet that I've created as my gift to you to help you guys be able to go through and reflect on your year and learn from it and grow. I am so excited to be able to do this and to share this with you. So make sure that you grab that and then share with me what you get out of it. I want to hear your wins. You can send me an email. Nicole at resilientrainer.com. You can find me on social media and send me a DM. I want to hear from you and hear what you notice because one of the cool things is that when I've done things like this with clients, they're always surprised at how much they've actually accomplished over the previous year. And it's so rewarding. I love to bring that to people to be like, hey, Because you can, you look at one little day and you think, oh my gosh, how was my ride today really that different than last Tuesday? Like, what have we really even accomplished this year? (laughs) And so people, most 
pretty much everyone I've worked with, they find this incredibly motivating when you take a moment and you acknowledge how far you've come. Because this is so true, the quote that goes where we vastly overestimate what we can accomplish in a single day, but then we underestimate what we're going to get done in a year, in five years. It's so important to take a little pause and just look back and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We've done some pretty cool stuff. So I really hope that you find this encouraging and helpful. And the other aspect is that we can also get really caught up in everything that we're doing. We can get caught up in training our horses and competing, doing all these things where you get really caught up in the day-to-day. And you can just absolutely lose sight of the bigger picture. So I think that you'll find that doing an exercise like this is so powerful and really helps you have a deeper connection on your journey as a horseman because it's going to help you to pause, reflect. It's going to help you just gain some really profound insights of all of your experiences that you've had over the past year. So I really want you to acknowledge that when you take this time to dedicate some time to self-reflection, dedicate some time to growth, you're not only honoring your journey, but you're also really paving the way for more growth, for clarity, for success in the saddle. So let's get going. Saddle up is so transformative. This is going to be so great because all of you, every single one of you, you really deserve a moment to acknowledge your progress, learn from your challenges, and just set course for an even more rewarding and amazing year coming up ahead. So let's do this. Okay. The first thing is that, you know, I like to write down my name. Hi, I'm Nicole Burnett, my horse's name. And I always make sure to put a date on it so that when I come back, I can remember when it was. (laughs) And then you got to get a quiet spot with some limited distractions. So like for me, I'm here by myself. My kids are in the other room playing some video games and just have a little quiet spot so you can reflect by yourself for a minute. If you want to clear our minds, have a journal, just grab a notebook, paper, and a pen so that you can just write whatever comes up to mind as we go through each of these journaling prompts. All right. So the first part of what we're going to do is we're going to look back at the previous year and everything that happened. Then the second part is we are going to set some goals for the upcoming year. The third part is we're going to have a moment for just self-reflection, things that we have learned, and we'll close out with just looking forward. That's the structure of what we're going to go through today. So part one, looking back, the first thing we're going to look at are accomplishments. This is so important because I think it's really normal for people to get focused on the hangups. You get really focused on your challenges and your blocks, and we can completely skip over the things that went well. What are your accomplishments? So this is where you're going to list out your riding achievements, any milestones from the past year. This could include competitions, trail rides, 
new skills that you've learned. For me, accomplishments, a big thing for me that comes up. And so this can be specifically in your riding. It can also just be generally speaking with horses. If I narrow it down to say things that I've done with my yearling. So my yearling is Sriracha. He's a reigning bred quarter horse and he's by Magnum with a dream who is a stud own son of Magnum trick dream out of a shining spark mirror. He's really cool. And things that I did with him. So this year, I would say some accomplishments were that I hauled him quite a bit. And so there were things like in the winter, at the very beginning of the year, took him out, even pulling him in the snow, which was really great. He has seen more country than most grown horses, even though he is being pointed at being a show horse. And I think this is a really great thing because one of my goals with him was I want him to get used to just being hauled places. And that's totally a thing that horses have to get used to. So we hauled places. It was absolutely an accomplishment for me to, he was ponied in the snow. I did spend some time taking him to some shows. I can see how this is like, one of the things I'm running into is if I was journaling, I would put it in kind of different ways. So I think, okay, for this podcast style, I'm going to tell you kind of all the prompts and then I'm going to answer them in a more narrative story form for all of them because they kind of flow together. And if you're just journaling, that's naturally a thing that you would put them all together or you'd write them on paper. But when I'm verbalizing it, it can be a little different. So for part one, we've got accomplishment. We're going to go over writing accomplishments and milestones from the past year. This can include things like competitions, trail rides, skills that you learned. We're going to go over challenges. So describe any challenges or obstacles that you faced in your riding journey this past year. And how did you overcome them? Memorable moments. This is where you can share some of your most memorable moments with your horse this year. What made them special? We're going to get into skills and techniques. So here is where you would reflect on the riding skills and the techniques that you improved upon or you mastered this year. Are there any skills you'd like to continue to develop? Think about it. Also, your horse's progress. You're going to note any changes or improvements that you observed in your horse's performance, in their behavior and health over the last year. So I'm going to focus on my yearling, Sriracha. And with him, we had a lot of stuff going on this year. One of the big accomplishments, I think, was just doing stuff with him because he is a yearling. And so big accomplishments would be I'm preparing him to be started under saddle. Things like working in hand, making sure he has proper ground manners, that he ties well, he stands well, he leads and is soft on the ground, he can lunge, he's been saddled, teaching him voice commands and whoa. These are all things that I'm working on with him. And that is a big accomplishment. He's been ponied a bunch. I ponied him in the snow and, you know, off property. I've trailered him different places. These are all like big accomplishments for me and for him in terms of really preparing him 
to be a quality under saddle horse. Some challenges I really ran into with Sriracha were that this year I was devoting a lot more time to business and doing that. And so it really was challenging for me to figure out the timing of when I was going to work him <laughs> because my schedule became a lot, was just less flexible this year with all of the business things I had going on. Another challenge that kind of wasn't directly with him was just that I sold a couple horses this year because I wanted to simplify the number of horses that I had, just kind of streamline a little bit, make my own life a little easier. But it really changed up my routine in terms of when I was riding, what I was doing, you know, the horses that I had available. The biggest thing in terms of overcoming that for me was just to not give up, to be very straightforward about it, where one of the things that I've noticed as an adult is that I really want to find the perfect schedule. And then I want it to just stay there forever. I want it to be like, this is when I wake up. This is when I go to bed. This is when I eat lunch. This is all of these things, right? And one of the things that I found much to my chagrin, is that life is very messy and that my schedule needs to change about every three months or so just because of life. Sometimes it's because of me, but sometimes it's because I'm a parent and my kids, you know, their extracurricular schedule changes. And so with swimming lessons and now it's this other thing on a different day or the temperature changes. And so in the summer, I love to ride really early in the morning. I love that so much. I feel like the fresh air on my skin, like early in the morning, just is amazing. But in the wintertime, for example, it's freezing cold and it's dark. So you have to kind of change around the schedule just based on things like that, right? One of the things that I've really worked on is just rolling with the punches and knowing that change is a part of life. So we just adapt and keep moving forward. So that was a big one for me was just adapting and keep moving forward. The memorable moments. I did really love that trail ride in the snow with Sarasha where I ponied him. We just went out in the snow and rode around and we just was following along. And that was memorable. Um, other memorable things where I took him to a couple shows. I took him and I showed him in a halter class and he did so good. He actually won some money in halter. I took him and I showed him trail in hand. That was a little bit messy because there was like Halloween stuff and he was a little nervous, but that was so good because he got to see it and, you know, do that. And that was really memorable. It was also memorable just getting out and doing things with him and actively trailering him off property to practice the skills of being off property to practice the skills of hauling and focus because I can absolutely notice in him the focus that I'll get if I go and work him outside versus if I trailer somewhere. And so just even beginning to develop those skills in my horse as well as the skills that I develop in myself and that I teach, right? Those are some pretty memorable moments. That was really fun. Also, another memorable moment is that I really love to see like when my kids are playing outside and Sriracha watches them and you can tell he wants to be like, well, those look like foals too. So how do I get over where they are? I want to play with them. And you can just see it plain as day. He is 
communicating. He is just talking so loudly in horse where he's like, I want to play with those other little fillies, those other little colts, right? I'm a colt. I want to play with those colts. Why is there a fence in between us? <laughs> and that was really memorable. That was a really like heartwarming moment for me, just seeing him kind of look and being like, I want to play with those other colts. Okay, skills and techniques. What did we improve upon or master? So things that I introduced, teaching him some halter things, you know, and I challenge you, if you haven't done this with your horse, check in with them. Can you lead them on the right side and the left side? Lead them, walk, trot both directions, turn on the forehand, turn on the haunches. And we're not perfect at it, but he's a baby and I've introduced him to it. This is the big thing, working on that, working on groundwork, standing tied. I discovered, oh, this is the challenge. I was practicing having him stand tied to like a solid pole or post. And he's amazing at that. But then I discovered, oh, it was a challenge because he knew if he was just tied up, it was going to be boring and he would just, okay, and just hang out. But if I was holding him, like, for example, if we're going to stand like for a halter class, he hated it. And he had said, if we're just standing there being really boring. So that was the challenge that came up. We're still working on standing politely when he's just being held. He thinks that it's really dumb. And getting him saddled, lunged, you know, yielding to pressure, all of these things to prepare him for being started under saddle. Let's see, the horse's progress. So he's had a ton of progress this year. It's been really amazing to observe and it's really cool. Okay, so that's my part one with Sriracha. Part two, setting goals. At the beginning of the year, what were my goals? I know I definitely had more goals than I met this year, but that's okay because life is not over and I think keep going. For example, things that I wanted to do with him. So I wanted to saddle him, get him used to being saddled, and that was successfully achieved. No big deal being saddled. Also, he was a little bit like, I don't know, a little bit sassy about handling his hooves. He's so much better now about getting his hooves picked out and just gotten that down. That's a progress. Other things that we're working on that I think are going really well. Or I don't know if it's fully achieved, but like most of the way there, because sometimes you might find this in your goals too, is that you can see the progress even if it's not fully achieved. Because I was thinking like, okay, does he know the word whoa? Because we're working on that. And I was like, he's doing pretty good. He gets it, but it's not like rock solid yet. So if the goal was to master whoa, if he's galloping across the field 200 yards away, he's going to stop. Okay, no. But in terms of he's a yearling, did we introduce the concept of the word whoa and he clearly understands it and we're on the road to mastery? Yeah, 10 out of 10. That's amazing. So perspective, right? That's a great goal. Also, another goal that was a big deal for me that I'd put for this year was teaching him to back out of a trailer. Because when he was littler, if I had to trailer him somewhere, go to the vet, he would hop in, hop out. He has, you know, no problem there. But he was getting big enough that I was like, okay, you can handle backing out of the trailer. It's time to introduce this basic life skill. And that was something that we've absolutely successfully met. He's doing it like a champ. I feel really proud of that. He's doing great. Let's see. Any unmet goals? 
So I really would have loved to be able to pony him in the mountains a little bit more this year. There were just scheduling wise, it was just trickier. And so I was able to pony him a lot more last year than I did this year. On the one hand, a lot of that I can realize is that I love getting in the mountains because it makes my heart happy. But in terms of just getting Sriracha out, trailering him to places, getting him on certain trails, he still got out, just not to every single trail that I wanted to go to. So that was good. Also, I forget if I mentioned this goal achieved of getting him to at least a couple shows just for exposure and experience. We achieved that. That was great. So then this is the point when I'm kind of reflecting on the previous year goals that we had that were met or unmet. And then I would start looking ahead a little bit. So I'd think, what are three specific riding goals that I might like to achieve in the coming year? I really like to focus here on making sure that these goals are specific, that they are measurable and achievable. So let's pick three goals for Sriracha. It'll be fun. Goal number one. So goal number one is absolutely to just get him started under saddle. How will you measure progress? That is going to be, can this horse, you know, by the end of the year, can he walk, trot, lope, back up, go both directions and turn? That's the goal. That's the progress. And how do you achieve that? So achieving that is going to be something like I'm going to do training sessions three to five times a week, maybe three times a week. We're going to just pick a schedule and work with them. We're going to do it. So that would be goal number one. Okay, goal number two might be something like, I want to take Sriracha to continue the progress of getting him out to horse shows and exposing him to that environment. So that's the goal, the idea. And how will you measure progress? This one is kind of interesting because it's both a process base goal where it's not about a specific placing. It's about the journey. It's about the experience of just going. But it's also very binary of either you kind of you did or you didn't. So the progress is going to be like maybe once a quarter, I'm going to pick an off-property show that we can go to, right? And I'm going to do that two or three times this year. That way it kind of spaces it out a little bit. And then steps to achieve it would be things like, I'm going to go Google the shows in my area because there are tons of organizations, right? There's ranch versatility shows, quarter horse shows, like there's all these different shows. So go find the schedule because you're like, oh, I'm busy that weekend, but I can do this other one. So you find something that works for you. We're going to put it on the schedule and go to the shows. That's the second goal. Okay. Goal number three for the coming two-year-old. So fun. This would be kind of a fun way to continue something I'm working on with now, which is that I would love for, say, by the end of his two-year-old year, that I could hold him at the end of the lead rope for 10 minutes, and he will stand politely without getting fidgety or antsy or being a turd, right? Like, okay, that's something that we're working on now. I'd love to continue that, and that's the goal. So how will we measure progress? I wouldn't quantify this. Let's like grab the lead rope, throw it on the baby and say, how long if I clip this lead rope on your halter, how long do we stand before you start doing baby things, right? Okay, so progress would be, let's say it's like two minutes. 
all right, so then maybe I want to get one minute better every month. That would be progress. Steps taken to achieve it might be something like when I am working with Sriracha, I'm going to spend at least five minutes as part of that training session standing there with him on the lead rope, just being boring and standing there, right? And maybe I purposely schedule that for the end of a training session so he's already been lunched, he's already been worked, he's already been ridden, so he's more inclined to want to chill. But that would be active steps I can take to work on. So that's an example of, with my personal force, three goals where I say, okay, here's the goal. How am I going to measure it? And what steps am I going to take to achieve it? That helps guide where we go from here. So this is going great. I hope that you guys love this when you do it. All right. So now we're on to part three of this year-end writing reflection worksheet. The third part, this is about self-reflection. Okay. I'm going to get into what I've learned. So I like to write down three valuable lessons that I've learned about myself and my writing journey this year. I like to get into areas for improvement. This is where you can identify one or two areas in your writing or in your horsemanship where you believe that you could improve. And how do you plan to work on these? Okay, for me, three things that I've learned this year. One of the big ones I've really learned is the value in shorter but more frequent sessions. And I'm so grateful to Sriracha for this because I talked about this, I think, on the podcast before, where Sriracha is a yearling this year. So I like to keep his schooling sessions relatively short, right? Like I aim for about 15 minutes of messing with him, work on something, end on a good note. That is really normal and typical for a youngster. Well, it's really interesting because it's been so valuable to have him be this age as a good reminder for me because I've started a handful of courses, but I like to do things well. I've described myself as a recovering perfectionist. I like to do things right and I like to just do them right. I don't have another way to say that. And so it can be challenging to be like, well, I need more time to do the full routine. I need more, 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 more time, better maneuvers, just get it together. So it's been really valuable to me to kind of unintentionally have a focus on shorter, like very short, very focused. It's literally like I'm going to pick one little nugget that I'm going to work on with baby and we're going to do that nugget today. We're going to work on this one little aspect of this one little thing. It absolutely adds up and compounds over time. And I feel like that was the most valuable thing I probably could have been hit over the head with this year. It was just like, hey, remember, small like efforts over time, they really make a big difference. So that was probably the biggest one that I'm thinking about right now. A second valuable lesson I've learned is that I feel like it was so valuable just to be reminded that all horses are individuals. And I know that might sound really trite or silly, but I think the thing is that don't be afraid when you do this. Just take whatever comes to you. For example, all of my horses are such unique individuals. It's really valuable and really challenging to remember that they're so unique, that what works for one horse 
it doesn't work in the same way for another horse. That's just what's coming to me. And I think the third thing, which honestly, I think I'm going to put this one up at number one. And for me, this truly is just an empathy. I feel like the last year or two, my experiences as a horsewoman have really led me to be just highly non-judgmental. So just know that if you see me, do not ever be embarrassed about your horse, your riding. Like you don't have to be embarrassed about anything if you're around me. And I feel like it's so interesting because I know that as humans, I think it's so natural to judge, right? We're, that's just a lot of what we do. But it's so interesting that it's reminding me of, you know, that thing of before, if you are a parent, before you have children, you think you're going to parent a certain way, or you might judge your own parents, or you might judge your friends. And then you have kids and you go, oh, oh. For example, after I had my kids, <laughs> oh my gosh, I like forgave my mom for so much stuff because I was like, I get it now. Oh, oh, oh my. And you're like, that's interesting, mom. Or when it comes to horses, for example, I had a horse, you know, like I said, I sold a couple horses this last year just to simplify my own life. And one of the horses that I sold, in order to keep her healthy, I worked closely with the vet and the vet said, make sure this horse doesn't get overweight. Like, I love the weight that this horse is at. This horse is healthy. This horse looks good. This weight is helping keep this horse Right. And so literally working directly with my veterinarian, he loved the weight she was at. She was doing really healthy, moving really good. And there was one time I took her to a show and people were commenting that they thought she was too skinny. And on the one hand, Rainers kind of love a fatty. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, if you've ever seen a Rainer, like they like them chunky. So she was just not a chunky horse. But it's things like that where you're just like, oh, you really don't know the whole story. And I feel like over and over when it comes to riding, training, just literally anything and everything, it kept coming up for me of seeing that there's usually so much more to the story. And for me personally, it's led me to be extremely non-judgmental. Like literally I see things and I'm like, oh, they must have a reason is basically, and it makes me very curious, but also, like I said, very empathetic, very understanding and highly non-judgmental, which has just been really wonderful. I feel like that has sparked a lot of amazing personal growth. So that was very personal. Um, areas for improvement. So what are a couple areas where you can improve and how do you plan to work on these? Okay. One thing I want to continue to improve is that I want to continue to practice trusting my horse, like keeping a more draped rein. Because as a personal rider, I can tend to keep inching up on my reins a little bit. One of the things I, I work on is keeping my hand down and not overshortening my reins. So that is something that I want to continue to work on. And one of the ways that I work on that is literally by just doing it and consciously cultivating it, like taking a deep breath putting my horse down and training myself at like, oh, look, my horse is behaving themselves. I know that might sound really trite, but it works really well for me to literally like, okay, I'm going to put my hand down. My horse knows their job and I'm going to let him do it. If they make a mistake, oh, I just correct them and we move on and we try again. 
But spending a little bit of time in my rides where I literally tell myself to put my hand down, it works for me. So does that resonate with you? Anybody else? Their fingers kind of just creep up their reins a little bit. Okay. And the last part, the last part here of this end of year reflection is looking forward. So this is where we're going to cover words of encouragement and your writing vision. So words of encouragement is where you're going to write an encouraging message to yourself as you go into this new year, right? What motivates you to continue pursuing your equestrian dreams? Why are you continuing to do this whole riding and horse thing? And this is so powerful when you take a minute to really honor your heart, honor your soul and your spirit and your why. That's so powerful. And then you get a moment to get into your riding vision. You're going to just describe your vision for your riding journey in this coming year. How do you see yourself and your horse progressing? So let me think of some words of encouragement for myself. All right, if I were going to say some words of encouragement to myself going into this new year, I would say, dear Nicole, as you step into this new year of riding, I want you to carry a heart full of determination and a spirit overflowing with passion. Remember that every ride is a fresh opportunity. Every ride is a blank slate. Embrace the challenges for they truly are the stepping stones to your growth. Cherish the victories, no matter how small, for they fuel the journey. I would say, dear Nicole, stay connected with your horse. Trust in yourself, trust in your abilities, and let your love for the horse guide you. Know that every stride you take, every training session and trail that you conquer is a testament to your dedication and love for this incredible sport and these incredible animals. Know that every late night and early morning, all of the manure that you shovel is for the horse and for your heart and that it is worth it. I would say, may this year bring you closer to your riding aspiration, deepen your bond with your horse, and fill your heart with joy. I would say, dear Nicole, you've got this with unwavering belief in you. Nicole, from me. So those would be my thoughts to myself. Then I need to think of what is my vision for this coming year? How do I see myself and Sriracha progressing? And I would say that I really see that this year would see Sriracha coming from an unbroke baby colt to a two-year-old full of confidence and talent and that we close out this year with a solid, solid base of training and a solid all-around grasp of the fundamentals ready to head into that three-year-old year so strong. And that for myself, I see myself, again, coming into this and coming out even stronger and more confident and believing in myself and my abilities and 
enjoying the journey as well as the destination. So hopefully this has given you guys so much to think about. Know that I believe in you. I believe in you so much. I probably believe in you maybe more than you believe in yourself. And I really encourage you to just take the time, go through, do this, and share what you get out of it. So thank you so much. Wishing you all the best in 2024. And thanking you so much for being here at the end of 2023. All right. I cannot wait to talk to you guys again next week. Until then.